chapter 11, verse, it was written, But when the Messiah arrived, high priest of the superior things of this new covenant, he bypassed the old tent and its trappings in this created world, and went straight into heaven's tent, the true holy place, once and for all. He also bypassed the sacrifices consisting of goat and calf blood, instead using his own blood as the price to set us free once and for all. If that animal blood and the other rituals of purification were effective in cleaning up certain matters of our religion and behavior, think how much more the blood of Christ cleans up our whole lives inside and out. Through the Spirit, Christ offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice, freeing us from all those dead-end efforts to make ourselves respectable so that we can live out, all out, for God. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O Holy One, God of all that was and is and ever will be, bless all the saints with the light of your love. Bless those who have gone before us and those who are with us still and those who ever will be. Set the clock of our hearts for the days ahead. Set our hearts on gratitude and hope. Set our hearts on love, on you on all that will be. Open our ears, our minds, our hearts to your word for us this day. Amen. Imagine, if you will, a family of mice who lived in a large piano. <coughs> to them, their piano world, into their piano world came the music of the instrument filling all of the dark spaces with sound and with harmony. And at first, the mice were impressed by it. They drew comfort and wonder from the thought that there was someone who made the music, though invisible to them, above and yet close to them. They loved to think of the great player whom they could not see. And then one day, a daring mouse climbed up part of the piano and returned very thoughtful. You see, he had find, found out how the music was made. Wires were the secret. Tightly stretched wires of graduated lengths which trembled and vibrated. They must revise all their old beliefs. None but the most conservative could any longer believe in the unseen player. Later, another explorer carried the explanation further. Hammers, you see, they were now the secret. Numbers of hammers dancing and leaping on the wires. This was a little more complicated theory, but it all went to show that they lived in a purely mechanical and mathematical world. The unseen player came to be thought of as a myth. But the pianist continued to play. No, for the congregation that first read these words from Hebrew, sacrifice was a familiar event. 
Jews would have been very familiar with Leviticus and the practice of animal sacrifice. Therefore, the idea of Jesus offering himself before the throne of God in heaven would have created a deep sense of thanksgiving that this sacrifice would be the last one ever needed. Once for all. A transition in the relationship between God and humanity. A transition that no longer required animal sacrifice. You see, this idea of atonement, it kept up with the idea, the original idea of offering life for sin, yet it cleaned it up a little bit and allowed for a possibility for life to continue in the absence of the temple. For you see, the temple had been utterly destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD. So the notion of Jesus as a permanent sacrifice preserved the original intent that sin costs life, that life resides in the blood, and that forgiveness or atonement for sin is necessary. Please also remember that the sacrifices of the temple were only temporary. You were forgiven for the moment, but once you sinned again, you had to gather up more animals, shed more blood, look for more atonement. It could never ever be enough. And these sacrifices, remember, were participatory. You needed to be present. You presented your animal to the blood-soaked priest. You smelled the smells, saw the thick, black, oily smoke, the blood soaking the altar and the priest running on the ground. Life spilled out all around you. We meet on All Saints Day. It is an important day in the cycle of our life together because it is a day that we set aside to tend to our grief. It is a day when we once again remember the people we loved, who were important to us, who made an impact on our lives, and then died and left us behind. Grief is one of life's most powerful human experiences, and it is often a very lonely place. The gap left in our hearts, our minds, our souls isn't easily breached. And we mourn in a variety of ways. Yet the sense of loss is one that binds us all together. For we all grieve. We all know sadness. On this day in church, the losses that we have known are named for all to hear. Our grief is no longer lonely and isolating, but we come together in this place, in this sanctuary, and allow our grief to bind us together in a new and powerful way. For we are all in this together, and the ones we are remembering are settled into their resting place. It is a chance to be private about our grief, taking out memories in the quiet of our hearts and leafing through them one by one, taking time to remember and reflect. But we all enter that quiet space at the same time, in the same place. 
as you bring up the faces of your dear ones before your mind's eye. Your neighbor is quietly doing the same. We enter the valley of the shadow of death together, and we walk through it holding hands with one another. This is personal. Yet we get strength by sitting close to each other and realizing that our experience unites us. Though we are left behind, others who know us, whom we have loved and who have loved us back, they have gone on first. And chief among those first goers for us is Jesus, who knew our grief, who knew our sorrow, who lived our life, who died our death, and brought new life to us. That belief also binds us together this day. You know, we celebrate that continued presence in our community every time we share the bread and cup, which we do again this day. We celebrate that continued presence in our community every time we share in the blessing of baptism and welcome the gift of new life in our midst. Today, we celebrate community in this place in a profound way. As we continue in our time together, I ask you this. Where else can you go to be together in such a meaningful, life-giving experience? We may learn ever more about the piano and how it works. Our knowledge increases and sometimes it even changes the way that we function together. Yet we affirm this day in ever so powerful ways. The music continues and the source still plays. <coughs> to God be the glory. Amen.